Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We are on the phone with Coach Grunder of the Wilton Beavers. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, we, we talked to uh, Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal, and uh, he says you, you your team is uh, kind of the cream of the crop and uh, maybe one of the really better teams uh, Wilton's had in the last 20 or 30 years. Well, that's pretty nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we have a, a pretty special group. Um, you know, Wilton's just uh, – I think we've had pockets of, of good basketball. Um, but I don't know that we've had the same success in the last 20 or 30 years, and I think this team, you know, definitely has the potential to, uh, to really leave their mark. You know, we had a great season last year at 17-6. and six. Um, 82% of my scoring is coming back uh, for this season. I'm, uh, you know, my, my core starters are three seniors and two juniors, um, and I got some nice guys coming off the bench that have uh, some varsity experience as well. So, yeah, we're very excited. Um, to get the season started next Tuesday with Animosa. Well, I, I can't remember the kids' names, but uh, there were two two players that kind of jumped out at me that he was uh, really saying what were, were the real deal that really uh, can deliver the mail. Uh, who? Tell me about just kind of go over the talent that you've got here. Yeah, yeah. So last year, um, well, one for sure is Caden Kirkman. Um, he's our six eight. Uh, you know, actually this year he's going to play one through five. He's going to play all five positions for us. Um, and he, you know, he talked about the real deal at two-way basketball, and he has all the pieces. Uh, he dribbles well, he scores well, all three levels. Last year, he averaged 20.8 points per game, 11 rebounds, four assists, and four, assists and four blocks. Um, and just, you know, has been a four-year star for us. He's going to break the scoring record here in the first game or two uh, for Wilton. Along, I think I looked it up. He's going to, he has, I think, five Wilton records and has the potential to break eight or nine. Uh, by the time he's done this season, um, and so he's you know he's kind of the, been the, the focus point of our team for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, just a real nice player, works hard. But I got two other guys that uh, you know really came on strong last year. They both averaged 11 points per game. Aiden Walker is a senior, uh, kind of a slasher, but has really developed an outside game. And you know we play we scrimmage North Cedar last night. Our achieved scrimmage at scrimmage, and he dropped 25 for us. Uh, last night, so he can, he can put it on if he needs to. And then the third one is Landon Walker, or sorry, Landon Putman, who is a junior for us. Last year, he was second in the state in three-point percentage. Uh, he had, he just shot just over 50% from the three-point line. Um, I have like 119 attempts. So he, uh, and he's really developed, uh, you know, more of a complete game as well. So I think I have three strong players, but then I got a four-year starter, Clayton Geyer, who, uh, like I said, just kind of a, he does whatever we need him to do. He'll play post, he'll play point guard, um, he'll defend. And then um, Reed, who was a junior for us, he was our sixth man last year, um, you know, really had a great summer. Uh, we played in a couple different shootouts this summer and, and did some really nice things. Can shoot the ball real well, has really kind of developed a, an inside game and uh, sees the floor fantastic. One of the best passers we have on the team. Well, that sounds uh, sounds like you got a lot to work with there. Uh, well, uh, tell me about some of these younger players that are trying to find a role in there, and 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 your depth in general. Yeah, yeah. So our sixth man will probably be Drew Keith, who was the quarterback for the, the football team this year. Um, 
you know, he's a sophomore. He's a nice player, athletic, strong. Uh, played had played a lot of basketball, kind of club travel basketball uh, when he was younger. Um, and I'm excited uh, for him to, you know, be a part of that group. Um, Kate Nolte and Robert Martin are my two other seniors. I have five on the team this year. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about those guys is they are so in tune with the role that they need to play, and they do it. Uh, Robert's had a little bit of a wrist problem, um, but he's getting that taken care of today. Um, and Kate Nolte's been really coming on strong for us and going to give us some quality minutes. And the final guy that Got to come off the bench as a freshman, Brig Owing. Um, now, he comes in a small package. He's about 5'5", five five, but he is uh, he is a pest on defense, uh, kind of a, a point guard, if you will, as far as ball handling, sees the floor, good passer. Um, and so he's going to find some minutes for us as well. Uh, you know, so that gives us eight, nine guys, uh, which I don't know that I've ever been um, quite as deep and felt as comfortable playing as many guys as I think that we're going to have the potential to play. Uh, this season. Well, I think that having guys that can spot some of your starters, uh, if you can do that regular and often, I think it'll pay off as the season wears down, particularly towards the end of the year, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the, you know, one of the things that I'm most excited about with the guys coming off the bench is many of them are defensive first guys, and that's their mindset. That's what they enjoy. And, uh, you know, we got some nice scores, but if we can get our, our you know, next three, four, five coming off the bench and just putting the two teams defensively, that's, uh, you know, really going to put us in a good spot, I think. And like I said, give our, our top guys uh, a quick blow um, and so that they can play at a higher level, hopefully for longer. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, the same three questions I ask every coach, and you have kind of gone over some of this, and I apologize a little bit. But uh, first thing I ask is about inside points. Uh, who has the big presence in, in the paint that can uh, mix it up and come out on top, uh, put some points on the board inside that uh, colored area there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Caden Kirkman is, I mean, that, uh, you know, for the last three years, we've really used him as a true post. Um, he has the skills to play on the perimeter, but, you know, in QA basketball, we don't we don't get a lot of six eight guys. Um, and he's, not, he's really developed that game and, you know, if he gets to the lane, he's got a pretty good chance of scoring. He's smooth around the rim. He's got great touch. Um, he's starting to throw the throw some dunks down quite often in there, too, if he gets a, a little bit of a gap. Um, and then Kate Nolte, I think, is going to be another guy that's going to give us a lot of buckets around the lane. He, what, one of the things he does really well is he does a nice job of when the when our wings are driving, he steals that backside and is ready for that dump pass when it's available. Um, and I think, you know, that's going to serve him well throughout the year. All right, well, let's talk about the, the, you know, the three-point shooters, of course, but also the jump shot guys, the perimeter guys, the guys that are, you know, beyond the free-throw line that are pretty accurate. Yeah. So, like I said, my leading three-point guy is going to be Landon Putman. Um, You know, he's going to – you know, he just got a, a really nice stroke in his range. You know, NBA and in is, is kind of his green light. Um, Aiden Walker had a great showing uh, this week. I think he was – uh, three for four, three for five this week from a three-point line. Um, and he's uh, kind of developed that mid-range pull-up, uh, which is fantastic because, you know, he, he loves to get to the rim. He's really effective kind of going downhill. Uh, but if he has that, you know, he's adding that pull-up jumper, he's got that three-point shot, uh, and that's going to make him effective. Casey Reed is a guy who, like I said, uh, 36% from the three-point line last year as a sophomore. Uh, and continues to develop, you know, and we, we I encourage those pull-up jumpers because they are available. 
And then Drew Keith is kind of going to be uh, another guy. He had a couple really nice ones this morning. He scrimmaged Muscatine and, uh, you know, got by his guy. And uh, before getting into the, the trees down by the lane, uh, just pulled up a nice 15-foot jumper a couple times. And uh, I like that shot a lot. Well, I did, next question is about the defense. Again, you know, who, who, can, who can fight for the position on the inside? Who can block? Who can get rebounds? Uh, and also, who can uh, uh, steal the balls and, and push it, uh, transition into offense? Uh, just tell me all about your defense. Yeah, so we, um, I've been, uh, sorry, excuse me. Brian Glennie uh, was a former Wilton guy who went down and now is the assistant coach at Dallas Baptist University. And so the last couple of seasons, I've been tapping into him as a resource. And uh, so we've taken a lot of uh, the defensive things that they run and implemented it here at Wilton. And so one of the things we uh, have really talked about is instead of five on five, we're going to play five on one. So five guys playing defense on the ball, right? And so that's our focus. And what that allows, it allows the guy who's guarding the ball to be incredibly aggressive because we got four other guys that are there to help and, uh, you know, and, and hedge and do all the things that we need to do. Um, you know, Kirkman's a great rim defender. Being 6'8", he jumps well. Um, he definitely makes guys adjust their shots around the rim. I think uh, Walker and Landon, they're long. They're both 6'3", 6'4", um, and they do a nice job of getting hands on steals uh, or hands on balls. Briggs Owen is a fantastic on-ball defender, and like I said, going to, to pick away at teams, and, uh, and you know, you're going to have to be really secure with the ball when Briggs is guarding you. And so I think, uh, you know, ideally we have – Five, six guys are going to play tough defense. Robert Barton is going to come and play fantastic defense. But as a team, you know, we're really looking for those opportunities to get a tip, get a steal. Um, and then whoever gets the ball, we're running the floor. I have, uh, you know, faith in all six, seven, eight guys that if we get a rebound, we get a steal, we're putting the ball on the ground and we're getting it up the court uh, trying to run the transition and, and get those buckets when the defense isn't set. All right. Well, uh, we got a 30-second clock this year. Or thirty-five seconds, I think it is. But there's a, there's yeah. a uh, um, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, how do you think it's going to change the game? And uh, are you looking forward to it, or, or what are your thoughts on it? You know, I think I think there was one game that we played last year in which it would have. I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome, but it would have impacted the outcome. Uh, you know, the team was really well coached. They, you know, they had good, great care of the ball and. I know they had three, four possessions that were well over a minute, you know, kind of controlling that clock, controlling that pace. Um, and so, you know, that's going to change. I think as far as what we are going to do, um, we're actually trying to use the shorter clock. So in practice, we've been setting our shot clock at 20 and trying to get up and down the floor in 20 seconds. We want to get a good shot, you know, in the first 20 seconds and go from there because we want to play fast. We want to get more possessions per game um, because we think that if we can get more shots, we're ideally going to make more shots, more more points, and, uh, you know, be where we want to be when that uh, final quarter ends. And so for us, it's going to be kind of a nice, um, you know, a, a way to measure our tempo. You know, we don't want to see 10 on the shot clock very often. Um, in our first couple of scrimmages and some of the things we did this summer with this, I don't know how much of an uh, impact it's going to have. Uh, you know, today or last night, the night before, I think uh, last night we didn't have a single possession in which the 35-second clock went off um, and, like, a shot clock violation. Um, I think that's going to happen sometime. But, you know, I think 35 seconds is a long time. And, uh, you know, most teams are going to get a shot or defenses are going to create a turnover, steal, foul, something 
in that 35 seconds. So I think uh, where it's really going to play a part is end of game. You know, with the 35-second clock, you don't have to foul because you're going to get the ball back. You know, all you got to do is get the stop or a rebound. Um, you know, offensively, I think that, you know, you're going to have to navigate that a little bit. You know, if we're up one point, do we try to get an early bucket so we get the – you know, so we're going to get the ball again. Do we try to get a two-for-one with 40 seconds left? Or uh, do we try to run it down until there's five, eight seconds left and then give them short clock and hopefully we can hold out and win? So I think some of those strategies and the quarter and the half are going to be impacted. But the, the regular up and down the floor, you know, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to play as big of an impact as people might think. Well, uh, I think that uh, you're thinking outside the box here a couple in a couple different ways, presenting some ideas to me that I've never even thought of before. So uh, I'm going to give you an A for innovation. And uh, just by listening to that, you got me even more excited about Wilton basketball uh, than I was. So let me lead that question into this question. How can I follow the Wilton Beavers? Uh, Are they on the radio? Do you have YouTubes? Do you have websites? Do you do streaming, uh, uh, social media? What are the opportunities to follow Wilton Beavers basketball? Yeah, so we are a partner with the NFHS, and so we have, if you have an NFHS account, you can live stream all of our home games. Um, if you don't have an account, I uh, I have a Twitter account, at Coach Grunder, um, and we live tweet, uh, you know, updates, you know, three, four, uh, at least every quarter, if not more, um, with game scores and, uh, you know, different starting lineups, outcomes, different, uh, you know, stat updates. Um, and so, like, so we try to do that. Um, we are working on a Facebook page so that we can continue to get some of that information out. Um, that is in the works currently for my assistant coaches is uh, tackling that at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, Twitter and NFHS are the two easiest ways to kind of keep track of what's going on in Wilson basketball. Well, uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about your your schedule, and uh, I'm gonna we're gonna talk yep. extensively about your conference and about the the conference schedule that you're gonna have. But I want to first hear about your non-conference schedules. I'm always interested in who you scheduled and why you scheduled those teams. Yeah, so our conference, the, the River Valley Conference, um, in previous years, we have done, we have a North and South. And so we would do, we have 12 South games, and then we had six North games. And so, um, actually, sorry, seven North games. And so 19 of your 21-game schedule had been scheduled for you just through our conference. This year we changed that, and so now we're doing 12 South Conference games, three crossover games with the North, which means we had six non-conference games scheduled. Um, I would have loved this in previous years um, because we could have used some some lower talent, or not lower talented, but we weren't very good when I took over, and so the North was fantastic, and so it was it was a long season playing a bunch of really good teams. Where now that we can schedule more games. You know, I, we can pick some opponents of, of, you know, similar quality. With that being said, we did try to go out and find some quality of non-conference opponents to give us a challenge this year. We have um, Ella Christian on our schedule that we're going to play right before Christmas break. Uh, you know, they, they've had a really good team for a long time. Uh, they're reloading a little bit, but I'm excited to have them come to town. Uh, we're going to play Iowa Valley and Albernet, who were two uh, nice teams as well. I think they were both, you know, had winning, winning records. I'm not exactly sure you know, 14, 15, 16 wins. I think maybe one of them had more. Um, we did schedule Comanche, which is in the north half of our conference, um, has been, you know, really good 
uh, for the last, I don't know, six, seven years, probably longer. Uh, but as long as I've been a coach, they've been a real good team. We added them for non-conference games. Sorry, again, uh, you know, we have a good team and we'd like to play good team so that we can get better. We can, uh, you know, see where we're at. Are we progressing? Are we doing the things that we need to be doing um, to, to be to meet, meet our goals, to get where we want to be at the end of the year? So um, Cal Wheat is another one that we play. Um, we played a prize tournament in the last couple of years. I think, you know, they're a scrappy team. They're going to do good things. So we, we're actually one game short. So if anybody's listening and they know, you know, they their team needs an extra game, we're looking for our 21st game at the moment still. Uh, we had one of our teams drop out. And so, uh, yeah, we need to schedule an extra one. Well, I, I hope someone is listening to this and, and jumps on that opportunity to, to catch another game. Uh, so uh, are you you in the same conference with Mid-Prairie? Yes, we are. And, and yep. on the same side of the conference? Yep. Okay, so you're yep, there on the south of us. Yeah, uh, last, did you, you play them last year then? Yeah, yeah, we saw them twice last year. Uh, they were real good last year. They, they had a Harmson, Ken. What did you think of him? Harmson, yeah, so he, uh, man, he's just a big, strong player, and he, you know, the first time we played him, uh, you know, he still had a good night. I thought we did what we needed to do. I think we lost by, uh, I don't know, 11, I think, down at Mid-Prairie. Um, uh, they played tough. Uh, not their best side, I don't think. We played okay. Uh, they came to Wilton late in the season, um, and they, I think he made three threes in a row uh, in the first quarter to kind of start them, and I, they made 15 threes that game, and uh, we did have a guy hurt but it would not have mattered. They ran us out of the gym, out of our own gym. I think they'd be at 85 to, to 60, maybe, 85 to 58. Um, and Harmerson was the center of that, you know, and he did a lot of things, you know, defensively. He was able to challenge, you know, Kirkman and, and, and make that tough for him to, to get, you know, buckets. And then, uh, you know, they just had a nice – he did a great job of building his teammates up, bringing them in, getting them the ball. And, you know, those guys were, were good players too, Kavanaugh. Um, Bean, uh, Pennington were all, you know, nice guys. And like I said, when they got hot and, and were running the floor, they were athletic, long, and, and good basketball players. Uh, yeah, so they were, uh, you know, all-around solid team. And Armerson was at the top of that. Well, he's in the opposite boat of you where I think he's replacing about 80. He lost, he graduated about 82% of his offense. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex Bean, I think, is his only returning, well, you know, starter. Um, but I think, you know, that I let Lambert, uh, a friend of mine, I think he's, I think he does a real nice job and they're going to be athletic. You know, they're going to have to, they're going to have some bumps and bruises, uh, to figure out, you know, fill in that, those varsity roles. Um, but you know, they're an athletic team and I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be tough still. Well, whenever you guys play uh, mid prairie at mid prairie, we'll make that the round guy game of the week and, uh, we'll come up there and, nice. and, and cover that game. Uh, 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 because, uh, I, I was looking for something. I think that is the matchup. Uh, they're just always such a strong team, and you guys have such a strong team. I, I got a feeling that that might be a, a, a real barn burner. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just like I said, uh, knowing what they did to, uh, to, uh, in JV last year, you know, I remember watching their JV team. Um, I think uh is going to be tough uh, for sure. You know, I think they're going to be right there challenging um, you know, for the conference championship again this year, even though they're reloading, I think they're, I think they got a good squad. Well, I know they've got some, I mean, their baseball team was, uh, went to the state tournament, you know, their football team was really strong this year too. 
In fact, they lost to the yep. state championship in, in the, that tournament. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you never could sleep on that school. But your school does seem to be the 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 kind of the pride of the conference, or at least preseason. At least the, the there's very high expectations of your team this year, and I, I don't know if that's different or that plays a, any part of it. But let's talk about your uh, schedule, your your conference schedule. Plus, I want to find out maybe two or three of your first home games where people can you know that are listening to this can can uh, uh, come and see the team themselves. Yeah, so we start, um, and actually we don't have a ton of home games to start the season. Uh, we start away, away by Anamosa, and then uh, Tipton. Um, so Anamosa is one of our North crossover games. Tipton's on our half of the conference. Um, but then we play Regina at home on December 9th, um, and that's our, first, like, so that's our first home game. Um, we play at Mid Prairie, I think, in the first half of the season. And then... I'm going to, I was just going to, to pull it up here quick. Uh, and then we have fellow Christians on the 19th of December, you know, right before Christmas break. Uh, yeah, Regina and, and fellow Christian, we only have two home games in the first half of the year. Um, take on Iowa Valley at Iowa Valley Midbury at Midbury on the 13th of December um, and then we're at Durant which is our kind of a uh, nearby rivals uh, we'll play them that Tuesday right before Christmas break on the 20th which is a semi-local game I'm just not at home um, and then the second half of the season uh, like I said we're away to start uh, we got West Branch at, uh, at home on the 10th of January they're going to be a solid team. You know, they had a couple transfers in from Liberty last year that are going to, you know, did a nice job in the football. You know, they had a great football season. Fulton uh, Armerman is their point guard, and he is a, he is a real nice player. Jason Kearns, the coach there, and who's done a fantastic job since he's taken over. You know, I, I know he's had a winning record, I think, every year that he's been there. Um, and so they're going to be talented as well. I, I think uh, Midbury, West Branch, us are going to be right, you know, fighting the top conference spot. But then we go from the 20th to the 2nd of February, we have six home games in a row. Um, Tipton, Mid-Prairie, Dyersville, Beckman, West Liberty, Alvernet. And then the last home game will be Durant on the 7th of February, which is our senior night. Uh, we do a big jam the gym uh, raffle with big prize money. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, you know, and just like that, our schedules, you know, that's our whole schedule. So it seems long, uh, but it sure goes fast every year. Yeah, I know. season just... The blink of an eye and it's halfway done and then it's all the way done and then the next thing you know you're you're talking spring sports but uh yeah uh, we've got a great a great basketball season the, the interest is at a, a pressure cooker right now um tell me about wilton and their uh what what's going on in wilton because i hear there's a buzz about the team and the the community is really behind you and uh they're really really looking forward to a winner aren't they yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it really that started uh, last spring. I started, people started asking me, like, oh, you guys are going to have a good team last year you know, or next year, you know. They were excited about what we, uh, you know, what we did last season, you know. So when I took over, we were, we started, you know, I think they had won three games in two years. Uh, we won five my first year, four my second year. We were 11 and 12 my third year. Last year, we really flipped the switch. We got seven to 17 and six. Um and, you know, I think, and again, we bring in so much back. I think the expectations are high. And 
And one of the conversations I had with the guys too is, you know, uh, you know, because I had a couple people ask me, hey, you know, was last year better because you were kind of under the radar and so you were able to surprise some people? Um, you know, is it more pressure this year? And and I just told the guys, guys, that's where you want to, you want expectations. You want people to think you're good, right? Like I, I never want people to think that we're bad at basketball again and that we need to surprise to beat them. I want people to think we're good and I want them to know we're good when we're done with the game. Um, and so that's going to be, that's really, and the guys really, you know, connected with that. And I think they've done a nice job of, of buying in and, and they want to meet those expectations too. Um, and so while that adds pressure, while that, you know, people are talking, um, that's way more fun than when we could barely get 50 people to come to our games, right? Like, you know, this is where you want to be. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, the excitement is there. I hope that we can, you know, manage expectations and perform the way we want to, um, you know, and, and be where we want to be at the end of the season. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Coach. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, not that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. I think, uh, like you said, I think it's, it's exciting that people are talking about Wilton basketball. Um, you know, like I said, we've had pockets of uh, successful teams. I know, you know, when I was in high school, I was a Wilton guy, and we went to district finals, um, you know, lost in sub-state uh, in 2008. 2009, you know, in 2013, 14, we had another really solid team, uh, but it's been a little bit um, since we have been, uh, you know, preseason, people are, you know, people are talking about it, since that's a great place to be, and that's really exciting for us. Well, uh, I hope you pack the gym with energy, and uh, I hope the support for the team is off the charts, and, and I hope that you'll come back periodically and visit with me again and discuss uh, this outstanding team that, uh, all of Southeast Iowa uh, seems to be uh, uh, looking at as kind of a standard bear. But uh, I guess my final question before I let you go is, uh, uh, I don't think people really understand or realize how many great teams there are in Southeast Iowa. Uh, and, you know, at this mid-level and, and, you know, from, you know, A to A1 to 2A, uh, there's a lot of great teams around here, isn't there? Yeah, I think people would be surprised uh, – you know, at the quality of basketball, we were just, I was just talking to uh, one of the ranking guys for the, for our region, right? And that, you know, in just 2A alone, if you talk about Eastern Iowa, you know, Monticello went to state last year. They're an outstanding team, right? Uh, you know, Mid Prairie's going to be tough. West Branch is tough. I think we're a good team. I think Durant has some talent um, and are going to be competitive this year. And then, and that's just 2A. You start talking about, like you said, the other classes. New London's a solid team. Uh, I don't want to leave anyone out, and you know, why not? Listen, but there's a bunch of really, you know, really good basketball um, on our half of the state, and and that's fun. You know, I, I like that. It's the, as good as it, the better everyone else is, the better ideally we get, and the more excitement there's about you know our sport. And I think you know this winter's winter is going to be really fun. Um, hopefully for our whole area. Well, it's not just a lot of great teams, but there's a lot of uh, parity, a lot of equity, a lot of. Yep. Uh, which creates really great matchups night after night after night, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, and when I started, I, and, and I feel like it's been that way in our conference for a long time, um, you know, anybody can beat anybody. And that's exciting because, you know, then you got to show up and play. Um, you know, you watch some scores on the league and, you know, there's some competitions, but sometimes the conference is fairly lopsided. Uh, you know, I like that, uh, and I think it prepares our conference or our area well for the playoffs. We compete every night with everybody we're going to play. 
right? I don't expect us to walk into anybody's gym and just get the W, and especially not with Wilton on our chest. Uh, you know, I'd like maybe for us to get that way in the future where Wilton means something, um, but uh, we're not there yet, and so we need to, now that we have some expectations, we need to uh, follow through here and then show that we're the real deal. Well, we've been talking with the coach of the Wilton Beavers basketball team, who is uh, going to give you one of the most exciting seasons. Looks like it's uh, rambling and gambling all the way to the maybe to the conference championships and beyond. We'll see what what happens, but we'll definitely be letting the uh, uh, Round Guy Radio listeners uh, know this was a great interview. Thank you so much for being with us, and I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for reaching out, and I look forward to uh, talking again throughout the season. All right. Uh, we want to mention uh, some of other sponsors, uh, Brothers Market in Sigourney, Iowa, Eichelberger Farms in Wayland, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales and Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, Iowa. Uh, it's these sponsors that help provide this coverage. Thanks for listening.